This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. So in this episode, I'm speaking to Sally Farrant, also known as the Pricing Queen, and we're talking all about pricing and the challenges that some of us face when it comes to talking about money. So I don't know about you, but I find talking about money really difficult. And it's something that I've seen a lot in my clients as well. When I talk to people about having Sally on the show, um, they were like, okay, this is going to be brilliant. I really need to learn more about pricing. So what Sally talks about in this episode is how to price your product so you attract the right people. Sorry, here's Patch. Um, and you, you, have the wrong people go away from you um, she talks about why it's really important to have your prices on your website for people to see so you're being really clear about what it is that you offer we cover why we shouldn't discount and we shouldn't be in a hurry to discount we also talk about why we shouldn't take it personally when people say no to us which again is something that I really struggle with and we talk about the emotional connection that we have with our pets and how as pet owners our clients they just want the reassurance that their pet is going to be safe, happy and well cared for and that they will be willing to pay the price for that. So when we might feel scared or worried about putting our prices up, we really need to bear that in mind, that huge emotional connection we have with our pets. Finally, um, I've got some really exciting news if you're listening to this podcast when it goes out, which is on the 17th of December 2020. Sally is coming into my membership and she's going to be doing a talk about pricing. It's going to be pricing for profit in 2021, which is something I think we will all find really helpful. Now, I have a special offer for the membership at the moment, and it's where you can try the membership for a month for £67. And it means that you'll be able to come along, you'll be able to come to the class live with Sally, and you'll be able to learn about pricing. The offer is from the 18th, it, it will take you up to the 18th of January. So you'll be able to come to the class live with Sally. It's called the Christmas Cracker, and it includes recordings of loads of other masterclasses I've had with people like Jan Murray, with Making Sang, talking about FOMO for pet businesses, uh, with Kerry Jordan, with Rosie Robinson, with Helen Mottram. Got a great case study class with Jenna Sloan. She was on the podcast recently. Um, you also get to come to the live pricing class with Sally, the live mindset class with Sarah Baxter. So Sarah is a pet blogger. She's worked with lots of pet brands and she's now a life coach. And then you also get to come along to my plan your PR for 2021 class. And that's with me. And that is going to show you how to plan all of your PR campaigns, give you loads of ideas for publicity opportunities for 2021. So that is all included for £67. So you get a month trying out all of those classes. You can watch the master classes. You get the um, publicity class recording and workbook um, to keep as well. So you can come and dip your toe into the membership. Come along to the class with Sally for £67. If you want to find out more, it will be in the show notes of this episode where you can sign up um, or you can drop me an email. So now on for the main part of the show. And I think you're going to really enjoy it. Hi, Sally. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Oh, thanks much for having me. So, Sally, can we start with you just telling um, telling us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do? Uh, yeah, so I'm Sally and I uh, run Business Growth by Numbers and I am a pricing queen and I look after small businesses and help them with their pricing and to increase their prices mostly because most of us are undercharging. 
Okay, that's something. Um, what before I did this chat with you, or before I set up this interview, I did ask in my Facebook group about what people would like to ask you as the pricing queen, and that was the theme with all of the questions. It was all about um, undercharging and how we can struggle with pricing. So, can you tell us a little bit about the um, the kind of businesses that you work with then? Yeah, so I work mostly with uh, service businesses, so coaches. Um, people who run memberships, online businesses, um, consultants, that sort of thing, but a huge variety. So basically small business owners, mostly micro business owners, so where you're the, you are the main person for your business. Okay. Um, and my community are mostly, um, that. well, it's a mix of product-based businesses, so people who, who make products for pets and their owners. Um, and then we also have service providers, so um, dog walkers, groomers, trainers. We have um, catteries. We have behaviourists, vets, all kinds of different people in there. Um, so when we go through the questions, it'll be a bit of a mix of product and service-based questions that they've come back to me with. Um, but can you tell me, so you're an accountant, as we know, um, but you really focus on pricing. And what was it that kind of led you down into that into that pricing niche? Uh, well, when I do, so I used to run courses about, you know, getting better at doing your accounts, but actually the module that everybody talks about and everybody turns up live to and everything else is all about pricing and everybody has pricing struggles. It doesn't matter whether you're new in business, whether you're 10 years in, how experienced you are, how well your business is doing, you still have pricing challenges. Um, so in the end, it was like, well, actually, that's what people want to know about. So that's maybe what I should talk more about. <laughs> okay. Um, and then tell me, again, I know we, so we've already, we've already had a one-to-one -one and, and I know Sally from a membership that I'm already in, but um, what, I know you, I, I understand what my pricing hangups are and you obviously know about my pricing hangups too. So I'm, I'm, you know, like many of your, of your clients. Um, but what do you think is the biggest kind of pricing challenge when it comes to small business owners? So I think there's kind of two. The main one is undercharging. So it's being able to actually know how much you need to be charging to make money in your business. And the other one is knowing your worth and your value, but also not linking the two. So it's kind of, you know, what's your value in the marketplace and what can you charge versus that's not about how much you personally are worth. Because a lot of self-worth tied up in pricing. Mm -hmm. And if somebody says no to your price, they're saying no to you and it it's not that at all. So it's disconnecting those and that can be really difficult. There's a lot of mindset stuff around pricing that's difficult to break. Okay, no, um, again, that's something that I can completely relate to. Um, and I guess when we're, when we're thinking about our pricing and when we're kind of putting our packages together, what do you think, um, what do you think is the biggest, because I know like when I, so I, my, my situation's a bit, a bit different as you know from when we've spoken because I've got the journalism work that I do where it's if I work a day where it's a very very low hour hour rate compared to the consultancy stuff that I do and I know people will look at my consultancy hourly rate and think oh my god how much is that um, and then that taps into my feeling of self-worth and all of those things that you've just mentioned there but when it comes to working out your um, when it comes to figuring out your pricing as, as a freelancer as a self-employed person as a business owner I mean, where do we even start, would you say? Because I think, and I know I've been guilty of this. I've, I've, when I first started um, freelancing and doing consultancy, I used to price myself at my day rate that I had when I was in the job. But it's not like that, is it, when we're working on our own? So can you kind of explain, you know, what the difference is? 
So the, the main difference is that you usually have business costs. Mm -hmm. So there are usually costs associated with having a business. Um, there's website costs. There might be, um, you might employ people. There might be, um, you might pay for an email marketing system. You might pay other people to do stuff. Um, and also you don't work full time. So you might work full time, but you don't work all of the weeks of the year. So you would have got paid holiday in your previous job. You might have got a pension. There's a lot of um, certainty. You work all the time when you have a job, whereas when you don't have a job, you've got to fill all those all those times. So you may have taken to having your own business because you want more flexibility. You want to spend time with your kids. You know, there's all sorts of reasons why. And often it is flexibility that people want, but you can end up working way more for what seems like the same sort of money. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely kind of getting out of the mindset that you need to be earning the same. In fact, you probably need to be earning more mm -hmm. than you did in a in a job. Okay, so on that on that on that topic, really, if you were earning, say, I don't know, say forty thousand pounds in your old job, and then you went freelance to do what you did in your old job, what what kind of is there like a percentage that you would put in place or increase that you would you would suggest for that amount of money if you were doing it as a self-employed person so if you're on staff at 40 grand and then you became freelance what what would you suggest that people would be aiming for well I would think you probably want to put at least 20 percent on it but then I think that you should be looking at actually in more detail so I always think you yeah. should work out what your price per hour and price per day is mm -hmm. so that you should say well how many actual client hours do I want to be delivering because again when you've got your own business you're not delivering to the client all the time you might be working five days a week but you might be saying well actually on Fridays I do all my admin and all my marketing um so you're only working four days in front of the client which means your hourly rate goes up and then how many how much you want to earn so it might be that actually you want to earn more than you did before but what do you want to be taking home out of your business plus all your business costs and then divide that by the number of client hours you want to deliver every month because, you know, you've also got to, you have to take into account um, how many holidays you're going to have and all of that sort of thing. So I think it's so whilst you can say, well, you should look at 20 percent more or whatever. Actually, it's much more nuanced than that. You want to say, well, actually, how much do I want to work and how much of that am I actually sitting in front of the client? Because you think oh, I'm working like I definitely feel like I work really, really hard. But when I actually look at how many hours I can bill to a client, it's not as many as I'd like. Yeah. So you kind of got to go, actually, how much am I spending time? And it, the less the less hours you're working in front of a client, the more time you need to be, the more you need to be charging in order to cover those costs. Mm -hmm. And that's like the minimum price you should be charging is to cover all your costs. Yeah. And that's then the lowest point you should be charging and everything above that is extra for you. And remember that if you're going too low and below that, it's all money that comes out of your pocket. Because for most of us, our small businesses are basically paying us. Mm-hmm. So when you um, and again, I'm, I'm kind of laughing a little bit here because I've had the call with you and we've done this. But when you sit down with business owners, what and you you kind of tell them exactly how because you you offer one to ones and you have um, power hours and that kind of thing, various other programs and and um, classes where you talk where you go through this in a lot of detail. When people kind of sit down with you and and have that kind of reality check about all of the costs and everything and and working all these different things out, what kind of response do you tend to get? Do you find that people hide away from the numbers? So I've got some people who go, "Wow, I'm undercharging by at least ten pounds an hour. I've put all my prices up." 
yeah. which is great. And I'm always like, wow, that's that's amazing. But most people go, I know I need to. So most people say they know that they're undercharging, but they're frightened of putting them up. They're frightened of most people are frightened of losing existing clients. So mm-hmm. that's usually the biggest problem is you say, well, actually, you need to be putting up quite a lot. And you're like, well, I can't do that with existing clients. So the first thing to do is put it up with new clients. So when you take on a new client, they're at the new rate. They didn't know that there was another rate that we had. So that's the easy bit. Um, but some of it is just kind of breaking through the pain a bit mm-hmm. and making sure the customer sees what value there is in what you're offering. Okay. So when I was thinking about a topic, um, a title for this podcast, um, and you've just touched on a little bit there. It was a, it was going to be um, taking the fear out of, um, you know, putting your prices up with Sally Farron, the pricing queen. So what would be your advice to um, for people listening who might be thinking, you know, they've got that fear of losing clients. They've got that fear of putting the prices up. What would your advice to them be? What 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 steps can they they follow to take away that fear, but not or to feel confident, basically increasing the prices um, and do it in a way where they kind of feel secure that they're not going to you know suddenly see all the clients vanish overnight and you don't have to lose clients you don't Mm -hmm. you can work out a way to to kind of manage those clients that say they can't afford you but I always think that you should be putting up your prices regularly so that big increases don't happen yeah but you go to your nicest clients you know if your clients love you they do not want to go somewhere else. The effort of finding someone else to do the work that you're doing is way more than you anticipate. And almost nobody says that they don't want a price increase as long as you're reasonable about it. So if you go and say, well, actually, it's going to be like another 50 quid an hour, people are going to go, oh, I'm, you know, I can't, that might not be affordable. But actually, if you're putting it up by five or 10 pounds an hour, it might be, well, that's fine and we can cope with that. And then if people say they can't afford you, have you got something that you can offer that's cheaper, mm-hmm. that's a lower offering? You know, maybe it's a, you know, maybe you're on a done for you package. Maybe it becomes like a group thing or they can do a bit of DIY or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But actually, in my experience, most clients kind of accept a price increase. It's not, you know, and you can negotiate. There's always, if they say no, you can think about what you want to do. And you can you can say, well, actually, these, these people, I don't want to put the price up. I know they can't afford it. Um, and you'll wait, but mm-hmm. put up one client at a time. Give them three months notice and say, these are the options if you, if you wish to change. Mm-hmm. But try not to offer that too early because just assume that they will take a price increase. Okay. Okay, so I wanted to touch on the kind of emotional side of things as well, because when you said about, um, you know, you, your clients won't want to lose you, they won't want to, they won't want to have to replace you. Um, and I know the, the people who are listening, like, I, so when you were talking about that, I was thinking about, you know, a dog walker. So if I, I don't have, I'm lucky because I work from home, so I don't need a dog walker for patch, um, because, you know, I can do all of that myself. But if I did have a dog walker for patch, that person would be really, really special to me. And no way would I want to lose that. You know, I want Patch to be with the same person all the time. I want to be able to trust that person. I want him to have a bond with that person. So, you know, for example, when we did his training, his trainer was 
brilliant. Um, and if she, you know, if we'd have been on a package or an ongoing support program, I wouldn't have had any qualms about any, as long as it wasn't completely crazy, any price increase. So can you kind of talk about, um, I, I just love you to kind of reiterate really what, what I've just said there. I, I think when, when it's, when, when we're dealing with things for, you know, for, for our family, like our human family who we love, so like childcare or or care for our relatives or with our furry family that we love, you know, we've got the emotion in there as well, haven't we? And and hopefully that provides some reassurance. Yeah, and I think that's right. I think the the relationship bit is often more important. I think we all think that we're all very sensitive to price because we all feel very sensitive to price as people selling things but actually when you're looking for someone to look after your dog someone to where some place for your child to go to nursery you know as long as they're within certain bounds you are not looking at the price as the first thing that matters you're looking for the relationship that they'll have like when you say with your dog or your child or um will they be reliable and will they turn up will your dog be exhausted when they get back and happy and you know will they are they going to take them out for country walks is it going to be just walked on a lead you know all of those things really make a big difference to how you feel about somebody and actually in the end it's not there is some price sensitivity about these things but it's not as significant as you ever think Mm -hmm. and it's true in, in lots of business that you you find a relationship with somebody you make a relationship you spend time training them getting them to understand how you work all of those things it's almost like it can be like having an employee having a client you know you kind of get everything sorted out Mm -hmm. they don't want they don't want you to go somewhere else absolutely okay now that's really it's really really helpful to hear thank you um so we touched you took you touched on this earlier but um can you talk a little bit about the about the pricing and the link to um, you know how we feel about ourselves and our self worth and and that fear I guess when 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 we might consider putting our prices up and that fear about somebody challenging our pricing um, can you tell us a little bit about that and how that works? I mean I think you know we're it's it is always a it is always awkward to have a conversation about pricing mm-hmm. it can it never it never becomes the easiest thing um, but doing it more definitely makes it easier so yeah. I was talking to a prospective client yesterday and I told them their my rate and I took a deep breath and I waited and I waited and they went yeah that's fine and I went oh that's exciting but you just <laughs> so part of it is not to jump in too quickly and offer something else is to give them time to um, deal with it and also try when you're on a call with somebody to tell them the price if you know what it's going to be mm-hmm. and look at them and see what their reaction is yeah and talk to them about you know are they likely to sign up with you and all of those sorts of things so don't um and don't assume it's about price yeah so sometimes people just want an excuse to say actually i don't want this anymore mm-hmm. but also most people just go yes that's fine when it comes to price increasing and part of it is that you just have to go out there and ask for it yeah but there is a lot of kind of feeling that you know you end up working harder and harder and harder taking on more and more clients and actually you don't serve anybody very well so it's thinking about also actually would you be better to have 20 clients paying a lower price or would you rather be working with 10 clients Mm -hmm at twice the price but getting much better they will get much better service because you are not running ragged trying to fit all these clients in yeah 
So it's also thinking about what you want from your business and what your clients would want from you. And if they're paying more, that they get a better service. You wouldn't necessarily talk to the client about that, but that they would get a better service. Mm-hmm. Okay, because there's more of you, obviously, to focus on them, isn't there, yeah. than running around being, um, you know, headless chicken or busy fool. Yes, um, which we all do. And it's definitely been worse this year, I think, yeah. as well. It's been a real challenge this year, I think. Yeah, it's um, and we're recording this in December, beginning of December, and it's going to be going out. Um, I think it's going to be going out before Christmas. Um, so, like your inbox will have been similar to mine. We're getting loads of emails about people, um, people discounting, people reducing the prices, people. Um, you know, obviously we've just had Black Friday happen, um, and. I think, you know, obviously the, the likes of John Lewis and the big boys, they can they, they can budget in for Black Friday and all of these things, can't they? But as a small business owner, you know, we have to try and project what we're going to earn and we have to, you know, we have to watch the pennies, don't we? Um, so when you were talking about, you know, telling people your price and telling people it confidently, um, and I actually read one of your emails the other day about discounting, um, what, what would your advice be um, when it comes to, you know, stopping yourself basically from saying this is my price but I can give you a discount how how, have you got any kind of any kind of strategies that you have with your clients where you manage to rein them in from from thinking oh my gosh I've got I've got to offer a discount yeah so I definitely so even from my own personal experience so I thought about Black Friday about doing an offer for Black Friday and I was going to offer my power hours and then I went I haven't got time to deliver power hours so actually that is doing me a disservice Mm -hmm. to that's doing me and the client a disservice to offer those at a discount because I'll get a flood of them yeah, and then I can't deliver them properly. So it's being aware of what things work for discounting. So if yeah. you are a product business, you might want to have things that you are trying to get rid of yeah. or are very popular and you've got really good margins on. Mm-hmm. So it's trying to know how much, you know, you need to know how much each of your items could be discounted by before you start making a loss. Um and again, with services, so it might be you could discount a pre-recorded masterclass. So you might have sold that already, but then you can you put it in your shop and people can still buy it afterwards. You might say, well, that's something I can discount because there's no extra work involved. Mm-hmm. So it's thinking about what can you offer people? And if people say they can't afford you, go down a level. What could you, what could you offer them? Have you got a group program? Have you got a um, less time? You know, it might be less time by you and or what is the most critical thing that needs doing now? So if it's a project, is there something you could start with mm-hmm. and then they could think about spending the rest of the money, but make sure they can get a result for whatever it is in this first bit. But it might be that, you know, dog walking, it's once a day, not twice a day. Yeah. There's things like that that you can do. And, and it's not the service they get is is still good but they just get less of you. Usually it's less of you. Yeah. Well, I guess in the case of dog walking, um, it would depend on the individual animal, but you have the option of a group walk, a one-to-one walk, an extended adventure walk. And you've got a variety of different packages that you can offer, haven't you? Yeah, Um, that's it. And I think that is what you want. And, you know, do you pick up from the house? Do you, do they have to drop you off? Do they have to drop the dog off with you? Or do you come back and do you go and click? Do you go around and collect them all, which takes you more time? And that would be a premium, you know, that might be a premium thing. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of, it's just going, well, do how trying to have two or three kind of key packages in your business that kind of go, right, well, if so-and-so is at this level, there's somewhere else for them to go so you don't lose them. Mm-hmm. So you might not keep them at the most expensive package, but they'll, you know, they'll come down, they'll come down a level. 
Mm -hmm. And then I guess the idea is that they see the, the worth and value in what it is that you offer. And then when they have got the, the opportunity to perhaps spend a little more, then they can upgrade to the adventure walk or to the, you know, the, the, you know, the full set of, of, you know, walking bags and poo bag carriers and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, exactly. Um, well, as you know, I'm like every salesperson's do. So as soon as I see something, whatever the price, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I've got to buy it. I've got to have it. I've got to, I've got to have it. Um, but so, that's the thing. That yeah. is the thing about selling the value and yeah. the thing that you are offering. So if you are a dog walker, the thing that you are offering is that someone doesn't have to go and walk their dog. Yeah. And their dog is not at home lonely all day. And that is a really big thing. So if you're saving time or money for people, mm -hmm. That is a massive transformation. You know, you're looking after their dog and you'll love their dog while they're not, while you're not with them. And all of that sort of thing makes a, is really important to talk about. So it's not, I'm going to pick up your dog. I'm going to walk them for an hour a day and all of this sort of stuff. It's your dog will come back happy, exhausted, and we will have had fun and mm -hmm. they won't have missed you at all. Yeah. And that's a much more important transformation as far as your sales part is going, than I'll take them out for an hour a day. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, they are um, oh, certainly the ones who I work very closely with. They're very, very good at the storytelling and, good. and you know, sharing what every single dog or cat gets from the walk um, and, you know, videos, photos of the adventures, all kinds of stories, that kind of thing. So they're all they're, they're very well trained. I've That's got one good because actually a lot of people are not very good at that and talk yeah. a lot about hours and stuff. But yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's a lot about, I talk, you know, with, you know, my background um, in journalism. So I do do a lot of storytelling um, training when, when we're working with, working with clients closely. Um, and yeah, and then with the product businesses, you know, that a lot of the products, they're just, they're just so stunning and, and kind of speak for themselves. But um, no, that's really helpful. Thank you. So what I wanted to do, um, I know we've spoken generally, but I, what I wanted to do when I said to the people in my Facebook group, like, so normally, as you, as you know, on this podcast, I talk about publicity, but sometimes I like to do something a bit more practical um, and I bring in guests like yourself. Um, and what I wanted to do is get some actual questions from people who are in the pet businesses um, about what it is that they find challenging. So I've got a few questions from the Facebook group and it'd be brilliant if you could go um, go through them with me. And I know that in January, you're obviously coming in to speak to the people in my membership community. So you'll be able to give, um, you're going to be doing a pricing masterclass um, and be able to give, you know, have a proper Q&A with more personalised advice. But I kind of rounded up some general questions. Um, so it would be brilliant if I could go through those with you now. Um, so the first one is, it's this is from a product business. Um, and Again, the product businesses in there, there are like there's many of them in there and at different stages. So some people have been going for a while, others are just starting out. So when it comes to a product, what kind of principles would you apply? So let's say if I've just I've decided I'm just going to start selling, you know, collars, leads, bandana sets. Um, I'm going to, you know, make these, I'm going to make these packages. It's going to cost me X amount to make them. I'm going to sell them at Y amount. What what would be the really kind of basic principles that you would you would suggest for me? So the basic principles is that you need to be making you need to be charging enough to cover your costs, the cost of the, the cost of the item, plus the overhead costs in your business. So if that's all you're selling, so what you really want to do is say I make this many units in a year. So I sell a thousand units in a year. I have a thousand pounds worth of costs in my business a year. So that's a pound a unit needs to be allocated every time I do a I do a, do a sale. I need to be adding an extra pound plus the 
plus the cost of the item is the absolute minimum. But then there's also all the costs of retailing and that sort of thing. So if you're selling online, there's obviously less costs. But if you're putting it through retailers and wholesalers, you need to account for their discounts as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so for your basic, so say if I was, let's say if I was selling, let's say if I was making a bandana lead and collar set, and it was going to cost me ten pound for each set. What do you? What would my? What would you suggest my pricing would be? So if you've got, so if it costs you ten pounds, mm-hmm. you would need to work out what your so you'd need to be charging at least eleven to get you with your overheads as well because you need to be covering your overheads in your yeah. business with that sort of stuff. And then if there, it depends. If you're selling it on your own website, you could sell it for eleven pounds, but mm-hmm. you would probably want to sell it for something more like fifteen so that there's an opportunity to discount at times and that sort of thing. But of course, if you're going through a retailer, they expect or a wholesaler, they expect a discount. So part of it is knowing what the retail, what the retailer will take as a discount as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and then we can do. A, I could do a calculator for that for the in the membership. Okay, no, that's brilliant. Thank you. Um, and do you have any kind of advice then on working out? I guess if if you're making a load of products, you don't know which you're going to you, you don't you're going to sell some from your website or social media, or you know you're going to be selling some directly, and then I guess a proportion will go into wholesale orders as well so do you what would you say um what what advice would you give on working working out pricing for the wholesale orders so you'll need to look at you'll probably want to price probably at a similar price everywhere so it depends whether and i'm not familiar enough how that works whether the wholesaler or the retailer will still sell it at the same price that you dictate okay. or whether they get to choose because you may not want to have different prices in different places. So it might be you want to go to the maximum price that the retailer. So if the retailer takes a certain percentage, you then might need to make sure that you're adding that on so that the retail price is the same across all platforms, Mm -hmm. but that you still get good money when you do it through the wholesaler. So I would say, look at what the wholesale position is first. Yeah. And use that as your guide retail price across the board. Mm-hmm. But if you want to offer them on your own website slightly less, then you obviously won't have to pay some of that. But it depends a bit how your market is and whether that's whether that's an acceptable thing for the wholesaler as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so a lot of the people who are in my membership and who are in my Facebook group, um, they have they've got products on like Etsy and their own websites and lots of other different um, lots of other different outlets. Um, so like directories, that kind of thing. Um, so, so you know, I imagine they have a different kind of whether they have them on the same price or, you know, all of that, I guess, is factored in, isn't it? Um, but with all of these things, with selling online, um, obviously, there are costs involved, aren't there? So um, what is the best way, um, do you think, to factor in like the commissions that you might have to pay with websites like pay with um, platforms like PayPal and Shopify and that kind of thing? How do you um, how do you factor those in? So if you for so for things like PayPal, PayPal take three percent. So make sure you add three percent to your sales. Now PayPal take the most. So um, I don't know what Shopify's is, but Stripe's like one and a half percent. So add in the three percent for PayPal to your cost to your price, so that people don't have to think about whether what that's included. And yes, sometimes you'll get the one and a half percent for Stripe or uh, Shopify is definitely less than three percent, um, but but allow for that in your costs, you know, in your pricing when you do it, because, and I definitely think you should have PayPal on your site because 
the amount of people that check out via PayPal is amazing because you don't have to get off the sofa. Somebody can click a link and they can go, I want to buy that and they can buy it through PayPal. A lot of people don't like to save their credit card details everywhere. So they will have to get up off the sofa to buy your thing. Um, So it can be a bit of a no brainer to have PayPal. So make sure that you're keeping the doing the fees at the higher rate. Yeah. So whilst you might encourage people to use things like Stripe because it's cheaper Mm -hmm. fees, make sure that you've you've accounted for for PayPal as well. Okay. Yeah, I'm very guilty of being lazy and um, putting everything through PayPal. But it's so true about not even not even having to move. It's so easy for us, isn't it? Um, Okay, so I know we talked about like figuring out what you're worth um, earlier on, but how, you know, is there any kind of, you know, how do we work out, you know, how do we work out what we're worth? I was thinking about this the other day. So I'm just, I'll just waffle on a little bit, a little bit here, because I was thinking about this when I was, I was talking about my power hours to somebody and my I've actually, I can't, after we've just been talking about no Black Friday discounts, I have done 25% of my power hours for December, but I have increased the price of my power hours anyway. So actually it's, they're down to what they were um, until fairly recently. And I, t- I was telling somebody about it and they and she kind of went, what, you charge 147 for an hour? And I was like, well, yes, because if somebody wants to have a press release written, I can get that press release usually written for them within an hour. But if they were to go and work with a PR firm, they would want a three-month retainer which will be at least £500 a month, so we're talking about £1,500, to write the press release, send the press release out on their behalf, and there's every chance that it probably wouldn't land. Whereas in an hour with me for £150, which is like a tenth, isn't it, of what you'd pay for a PR company, you can get the work done and I can advise you where to send it and all of those different things. So that's kind of an example of me trying to explain my worth. Um, But, you know, how would you, you know, when people say, you know, when you have these people coming to you with struggling with figuring out what they're worth, what what's, what's your kind of advice to them? I think it's the thing of looking back at your experience and your knowledge mm-hmm. and everything else. So it is looking at some around the marketplace of what similar things do. But yeah, it's kind of going as you get more experienced about doing things like power hours, press releases, you know, all of those things. So the first time I did a power hour, mine were much, much cheaper. And yeah. now mine are, mine are going up in January to 197 because I know what I can deliver in a power hour now, because you've done it. So often mm-hmm. it's a process of being able to put your prices up, which is that you get more experienced and more confident and have more results. And therefore people are more keen to book with you as well. But if you can say, I can write a press release in an hour, like 90% of the population can't do that. Yeah. And actually therefore that 150 quid is probably too cheap in all honesty. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of knowing the things that you can get a result with and how much time. And then you kind of look at how much time that takes you and all of that sort of thing. But in the end, the price is the price. You can just decide what the price is. But don't don't underestimate your experience and your knowledge. Even if you're quite new in business, you probably did this as a corporate job. you know. And if you know you can get results for clients particularly if you can do it quite quickly, people will pay quite a lot for quick results and the answer and done now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when we're talking about, when we're trying to figure out what we're worth, I think that's, and when we're trying to talk about, you know, like I was saying there, you know, trying to justify our prices, I think it's really important that to have that social proof and to have those testimonials and to have people talking about the transformations, isn't it? Um, and that's when 
you know, when you're kind of, if you might be feeling a little bit wobbly about, um, about, you know, stating what it is that you charge, then you've, you've got that, haven't you? Like a photographer who I'm speaking to later, she's done lots of work with, you know, massive, massive pet brands, massive household names, great big magazines. Um, and, you know, I think things like, you know, things like that, she's been a photographer for like 20, 30 years nearly. Um, so it's things like that that we need to reflect back on, I think, when we're questioning ourselves and and questioning our worth, isn't it? And like you said earlier, it's an, it's an emotional thing, isn't it? It is a mindset thing as well as a... And then that and I, awkward British thing that we have as well that, that also gets in our way, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think as well, it's kind of when you are having a pricing conversation, take a deep breath before you say anything. Just wait for them to say yes or no. So say you're an expensive dog walker um, and you do all the extra stuff. But if you've got your prices on your website, you will deter people who are price sensitive, or who are worried about how much it's going to be. And you then just don't get those calls. Now, you might say, well, that puts people off. But then you're not putting off. You're putting off the right people and you're not putting you won't put off the people people that are right for you and that's about the niche stuff and knowing what you're about and why you are different and making sure you've articulated as I'm like you say Rachel teaches a lot of this you know why are you different and why are you charging more and address those objections about why why you're charging more than the next person but Mm -hmm. don't be put off charging more than the next person because people will pay for things they think are valuable yeah Okay. No, that's really, really good to hear. And I'm just laughing again because I'm thinking about like some of the ladies who have gotten my membership and they do the storytelling really, really well about the, the stuff that they do with the dogs and the cats as well. I've got a really amazing cattery in there. And, you know, like when I look at the photos of Jenny's amazing cat hotel, I just think, God, I want to be a cat. I want to go there. There's just be, you know, I know how I see a social media post and I see how happy the owners are. And and you're right, you know, it's, it's you know, we, we aren't, you know, when, when we can see the worth in something and when we can see, you know, the comfort it brings to our animals and to us, um, you know, then we are going to be less resistant, aren't we? And particularly where you've got, you know, you're going to leave your pet when you go away. You know, people aren't very happy about leaving pets when they go yeah. away. They want them to be happy. You know, you can, it can often be quite traumatic for both the owner and the pet. Mm-hmm. So if you know they're going to be very happy and your pet comes home delighted, you probably don't worry too much about yeah. how much it's going to cost within within a reasonable thing but and make sure you don't put on other people you know put other people's pricing or your own pricing things on other people yeah people say they can't afford it that's not because they can't afford it yeah Always, it's just not your you know. yeah it's just not a priority yeah this is Most. it isn't it well it's like you know it's like when you go and buy a bottle of wine you know sometimes you might go and get a really a really cheap one and sometimes you might treat yourself um and, and some, you might be somebody who spends 200 quid on your hair every time you go, but you won't buy an expensive bottle of wine because you don't see that it's worth buying spending 20 quid on a bottle of wine. You'd yeah. rather spend a fiver, but you spend, and another person will say, well, how could you possibly spend that much money? I couldn't afford to do that. Well, it's like, well, you probably can, but it's not a priority. That's not how you prioritize. And I definitely think in the, in the pet business, that is a priority. Oh my gosh, definitely. Because they're your family. Oh my gosh, definitely. And also the uh, like with the products as well. So we're talking about the services and we want to know that our pets are happy and well cared for. But with the products, like if I see something that I think would look nice on patch and I'm always seeing things that would look nice on patch, I'm just like, well, it doesn't matter that it's £50 for a collar and lead and bandana set because 
because he'll look nice in it, won't he? And Tommy's like, well, you've already got like 17 other collar lead and bandana sets. And I'll turn around and say, yeah, but Tommy, you go to the pub with your friends on a Friday night and that's 50 quid. So if I'm staying in all night, I can buy something nice for Patch, can't I? So that's how I tend to justify things. I um, think that's it. It is what is your priority in life. You know, yeah. it's very much, you know, I like my clothes and shoes. My husband's just not interested, but he plays golf. Yeah. So, you know, his priorities are spend money there. And I think it is totally... So and be careful of what you see as a priority or not as a priority versus what your customers see as a priority. So where you might think it's a lot of money spent 50 quid on a bandana mm-hmm. and lead set, actually the customer doesn't think that, yeah. particularly if they're repeat customers. Definitely which I'm also a repeat customer for most of my clients. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Okay. So we've talked loads about, we've talked loads and loads about all the kind of emotions involved in pricing. um, And you've given loads and loads of practical advice about, um, you know, why, why we shouldn't be, why we shouldn't be scared about talking about money, why we shouldn't be scared about putting up our prices. Um, And, you know, I'm kind of listening and taking notes, not just for the podcast, but for me personally as well. So I found this really, really helpful. So thank you so much, Sally. And I know the people listening will be um, will be really grateful for your advice as well. So I know you're coming into my membership. So people who are in there are going to get the benefit of chatting to you and asking individual questions. Um, but if people want to find out more about you, um, about your power hours, about potentially um, getting advice from you from your um, website, social media, that kind of thing, um, where can they find out more? Okay, so the uh, web address is businessgrowthbynumbers.com forward slash speaking. And there is links to my freebies, power hours and things like that. Um, I'm at The Pricing Queen on Instagram and I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook just as myself. Um, So, yeah, that's where you'll find me. Okay, well, thank you so much for talking um, talking about pricing. And I think it's also a really great topic to be going into the new year as well. Um, this will be going out like at the end of December. So um, I know lots of people will be kind of thinking about what they want to change in the business and hopefully we'll make some more money in 2021 um, and have a, a bit of a less challenging year. So thank you so much, Sally. It's been lovely having you on the show and I will see you soon. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.